Welcome to Word on the Way, Church of the Cross's daily reading podcast. COTC is an Anglican church in and for Northeast Dawson, rooted in Scripture, guided by ancient practices, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The next few minutes will feature a reading of Scripture appointed for today, a short reflection on it from a member of our community, and prayer informed by the passage. Our hope is that in these moments you will encounter Jesus, the Living Word. This is Joy Marcus from Church of the Cross, Austin, and the reading for today is Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. The Word of the Lord. In my early twenties, I was at a weekend retreat for college kids in Kalamazoo, Michigan, when Psalm 127 first hit my radar. We were a small gathering of sister churches in the Great Lakes area, and on that beautiful fall afternoon, with the sun streaming through the windows, my older brother Joel took to the stage with either his handmade electric guitar or electric bass, I forget which now, and led us in song. He'd set every word of Psalm 127 to music. It was a catchy tune with a particularly pleasing harmony, and in the flush of youth we sang and we danced and we clapped with gusto. Unless Jehovah builds the house, in vain do its builders labor. Unless Jehovah keeps the city, the keepers watcheth in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to lie down late, to eat the bread of sorrow. Vain for you to rise up. To his beloved he giveth sleep. That experience had the effect of firmly affixing the words of this particular psalm deep within me, and so I've had the opportunity to return to them again and again in the intervening years. My returning has not always been as joyful as that first encounter. I've returned often in moments of seeking direction, often in times of building my own metaphorical houses, often in times of wanting to safeguard something I deemed most precious. And as I've experienced the realities of what it means to labor and to watch and to rise early and to go late to rest and to eat the bread of anxious toil, while more than a house or two has come crashing to the ground, I've done my fair share of grappling with the conjunction that kicks off the entire psalm. Unless. This tiny little introductory unless signals that the sentence that it's housed in will have two clauses. One is the main clause, and the other the dependent clause. Unless announces that circumstances in the dependent clause will always hold true, wholly, entirely, and completely dependent upon the main clause. In the case of this psalm, Jehovah the Lord is the main clause, and we are the dependent clause. The outcome of our circumstances depend wholly, entirely, and completely on him. What is the outcome without him? Vanity. This psalm of Solomon echoes back to Ecclesiastes with its almost rhythmical, thrice-repeated refrain of, In vain, in vain, in vain. Unless Jehovah, all is in vain. All of my skills, 
my plans, my time, my effort, my hopes, and my dreams amount to nothing without God himself being front stage and center, all of it vanity and a chasing after wind. But take heart. I'm encouraged that this psalm does not discourage our labor or our safekeeping, but rather draws our attention to the necessary order of operations and lets us know our place. It is the Lord who comes first. It is the Lord's building and the Lord's safekeeping upon which we depend, and not the other way around. Very recently, God mercifully pulled back the curtain of my life and revealed the utter chaos that I produce when I'm busy at work attempting to be in control. I wonder if you can identify. I wonder if at the end of this particular year, one in which we've collectively had the illusion of control stripped away from us, I wonder if God is not calling us back to himself as the main clause. We find ourselves now in the season of Advent, a season of waiting, a season of expectation, a season of hoping against hope. And though each of us has particular outcomes we are each desiring in particular situations, perhaps this psalm can be used as a reminder that it is, in fact, a person on whom we wait. Perhaps we can use it to pull away from the situations we cannot seem to wrangle into submission and let our hearts draw near to the one who is really in control. For it is the Lord, and the Lord only, who turns what would otherwise be vain into that which is deeply meaningful, who turns exhausting toil into fruitful labor, and who turns the ache of waiting into joyful expectation. I pray that during the remaining days of Advent, as we await together the coming of our King, that we would begin to offer the words of this psalm up as prayer and find relief in knowing that the outcome doesn't depend on us. May we joyfully return him to his rightful place on the throne of our hearts. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are good and that you love us. Draw our eyes away from the circumstances we so deeply care about and the outcomes we so desperately long for to wait uniquely on you. Have your rightful place in our lives. Sit on the throne of our hearts. In all our labor and safekeeping, may our eyes be on you as we say, for you alone our soul in stillness waits. Surely our hope is in you. May we find the peace and rest that comes from fully depending on you. I pray this in the dear and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. Check out cotcaustin.org to learn more about our community or to connect with us further. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.